How do you know that it can't happen to you? Do I really need to spell out why it follows isn't going to get me, dude? (laughs) On the pod? Do you really need to know? The whole thing is that you... Isn't it you sleep with somebody who who is being followed? Yeah, dude. Welcome to That's the Spirit <laughs> Podcast, everyone. Welcome. Wait, did you see the other movie that guy directed, though, called... I think it's just called The Guest. That's a really good one. Is that the one where the dude goes to, like, a couple's house? No, that is... I believe that's the host. Okay. Or maybe I'm really all confusing confused. because it's so alike. The one is the or guy maybe it's gives the perfect guest. Be our guest. Let me hold up. Yeah, no, it's not be our guest for sure. Um, everybody hold, please. Everybody the hold. The one that I'm hold. thinking of has the guy from Downton Abbey in it. No. Um, what's his name? Dan something. Downton. Dan Downton. Yeah. Dan Stevens. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay. That movie is called The Guest. The one that I'm thinking of has the guy from Bright. And sorry that I know that, but it's the, the I, I hate watch, gargoyle-type-looking man from Bright. I hate watched um, Bright. Oh, yeah. yeah What's his name? He's Joel the main Ed character. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Joel Edgerton is in it. And <laughs> I only know that because of Bright, which is so sad. I thought he did a great okay, job in Bright. Is Listen, it uh, the gift? It's no. the gift. Is it the gift? It's the gift. Maybe. Okay. Ooh, he was also when it comes at night. Could be the gift. Which, like, the further away I got from it, the more I liked it. I liked it comes at night. Um, let's see. He was also in Legends of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahul. My favorite movie of all time. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that I would have been all over <laughs> as a child. <laughs> the, the hot guy from True Blood did a voice of that. Oh my god. Can I you just say the title name. of it one more time? The Legends of the Guardians, colon, The Owls of Gahul. Sweet. <laughs> so tight. Such a You tight do know tale. that, like, as a child, I was that girl who was reading the Redwall series. Yeah, Redwall's different on the bus. than the Owls of Gahool. It's not very much different, it sounds it's like. It's more of a classic. Um, anyway, I, I feel like, yeah, it has to be... I already forgot what it was. The Gift? Was it The Gift? That mine was The Gift with Bright uh, Ogre Man. Joel Egerton. <laughs> Bright Ogerman is his new name. Bright Ogerman is like if Scott Ackerman was in Bright, that's what they would call him. I'm only going to refer to him as Bright Ogerman from now oh my on. God. <laughs> it's my Woo! stage name. I'm calling SAG. I'm changing it. Listener, if you have listened to Bright, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Or seen it even. I'm God, sorry. I'm like, I'm tired. Robin right now is I put a lot of bolsters Steph behind has, her. She swaddled me like a baby. She's wearing my nightgown. Or no it's bathrobe. Not a nightgown, dude. That would be <laughs> so weird. <laughs> that would be so weird. To be clear, everyone, I'm not wearing Steph's nightgown. I did a rock climbing <laughs> class today, and I'm I'm exhausted, and so I am wearing a soft bathrobe. <laughs> it's a bathrobe. While we record, it's a great and not robe. a nightgown. It's not a nightgown. I'm so sorry that I misspoke. No, it's okay. I just want oh. everybody to understand. Yeah, and if you are fucking made it this far in the <sighs> recording, guys, 
Welcome to That's the Spirit Podcast. Uh, this today is, is an exciting day because it we is. updated our logo. Mm-hmm. And we're really excited about it. We're pretty excited. That's just step one in a long list of wonderful changes and additions mm-hmm. that you're going to get to know. And not too many changes. Don't worry. Not any changes, really. Just awesome additions. <laughs> Let me walk back. No changes. No nightgowns. No changes. Um, yeah. But thank you so much for your continued support, yeah. and we'll see you next week. No. Thank you to everybody who came out to our oh my caveat show this past week. We had, once again, such a fun time. We love our Madam Morbid wonderful co-hosts or i guess they were the hosts and we were the guests that's right um and yeah we fucking love them big shout out to the my favorite murder um meetup group that (gasps) came to the show you guys are great it was amazing to meet you it was so wonderful to have to be able to scream into a room who's excited for zach efron to play ted bundy and just the entire room erupts Mm -hmm. and cheering a girl came up to me this is like the nicest thing anybody's ever done uh, and she, she like, quietly came up to me and was like, thank you for talking about Carla Homolka. And I was like, <gasps> oh, like, you're very welcome. Any Like, time. any day, dude. Any old day. Wow. Um, a, a wonderful lady that I met named Heather, shout mm-hmm. out Heather, hey, hello girl, girl um, told me that she has a blood stain on her floor that she cannot <gasps> get out. Yes, that's right. So, Heather, we're waiting for that Ooh, email. You gotta email troubling. us. We will help you with that. Or at the very least, we'll we'll talk about it, and we'll try oh my God. and find a way to. I actually already did a lot of research on bloodstains, uh, haunted bloodstains. Here's the thing: like, how do you know if it's a bloodstain or if it is one of those stains that, uh, like a, a decomposing body leaves on a floor? Because there's a difference. Yeah. Well, one's not there. And then the other is like a haunted blood stain, is kind of like a to me like a like a thought form, right? So it's mm-hmm. not actually there. Mm-hmm. It's like a apparition or like the thought of a blood stain. Okay, Whereas so it's like not a actually dead, there, like sunken into the floor. Yes, but okay. for all intents and purposes, to us and like our reality, the way that we see and experience the world, it definitely is. It mm-hmm. just seems like it is. Okay, but. There's a lot of, you know what, we'll just get, we'll do an episode on it. Ooh. I'll finally use all that stupid research I did. I wish you would. I am genuinely very, like, creeped out by by stains, by stains yeah. like that. Especially, like, when somebody, like, I'm sure you've seen pictures of, like, Hiroshima, the, like, yeah. you know, the shadows that yeah. happen from the, uh, the sonic boom. Or, totally. Because I get stupider every day. <laughs> it's not Especially true. when I'm tired. <laughs> Slam um, some of the seltz, dude. It's nice and cool for you. Um, but Podcast no, brought like to you by Seltzer Water again. Yeah, thank you, Seltzer. And then, uh, you know, the stains of, like, people who die in an apartment and are not found for, like, a year. And then right. it's, like, an outline of their body. And it's like, right. no. I mean, like, but that's a real stain. That, I mean, here's the thing. But I'm wondering, how do you tell the difference between a real stain and a haunted stain? Is it I, like if you I scrub see. and scrub and scrub and scrub and it never goes I'm away? I'm sorry. It's I misunderstood you. I thought you meant just what is the difference. <laughs> but now that it's just like, how do I know if it's mm-hmm. a dead person stain or a ghost? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look into that more and we'll have to answer that really good cue on another app. I would just imagine that one of them 
maybe eventually it's not, comes out. You can't clean. Yeah. yeah, one of them eventually comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom uh, routinely steals these wipes that are so potent that you cannot buy them. She takes them. Excuse me, from the hospital, mm-hmm. and they say in like big bold red letters, like do like not for home use. Do not have in your home. If you are in possession of this, like you know, don't that makes me want to wipe be. down every surface in my home with it. I do. I do that all the time. What are are they ammonia? Are they bleach? What are they? They're a combination of stuff it, that will kill literally anything. Like MRSA, Ooh, it'll oh. it'll get you. God, I want that. I use them on my phone all the time, but it's not a good idea too because like <laughs> they. It's not good. You can't have it that close it's to your brain. It's going to your phone's immune system. Yeah, it's, it'll really mess up my phone's natural flora yeah. and fauna. Um, I did get this fun new phone case, though. I know. I love it. It's cool for the summer. It's cool Listener, for the summer. It's some beautiful monstera leaves mm-hmm. done in a tasteful watercolor. I really like monstera leaves because close to the word monster, and I love monsters. Yeah. I like them because they make me feel like I'm in like a... Copacabana type oh my club in, in Florida. You know, I got a couple and they lasted for like six weeks. That's why you got to get fake ones, dude. I thought six weeks was a long time <laughs> for a leaf to live unattached to a you tree. Know that for my friend Kathy's wedding, I bought her off of her registry yeah. three fake leaves and a pizza stone. Cool. And they last forever, as you can imagine. Yes, forever. You know, I never. like fake plants. You do, and I like that. I like that I you like you a fake plant. I think you should give them a plant. try. These ones aren't dying yet. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, with a fake will. one, you never have to re-up. I know. Ch- check out all my basil over there, though. Yeah, it's looking good. Oh, Eat by the, the way, listener, we're recording right now in Steph's actual bedroom. On top of the bed. On yeah. the bed because of uh, the AC running in the other room. Yeah, it's 91 degrees again in New York City, and uh, I decided... I'm going to, I don't know what's going on with me. I'm all topsy-turvy, but I've flipped it, and I like summertime now. Interesting. What, oh, I mean. What brought this on? Um, My seasonal depression got way worse this year. Right. I have found, like, small ways to sweat less. Oh, nice. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um... I've been trying to get outside more. Wonderful. Go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Be in the out of doors. Sure. Enjoy the sunshiny day. Yep. We're almost midway through July, and I'm I feel like I'm almost home free. Like I've gotten out alive, nearly. Because August, no matter what anybody says, it's not that bad. I don't know. Agree to disagree. But September, it all comes back to you now, and you, mm-hmm. and it just comes for you again. Sweat and sweat. It's horrible. I feel like I haven't had a summer at all yet. I only had one day at a beach, and I feel like it's going to be gone before I know it, and I won't have really had a summer. So I'm preemptively sad about it. So in that way, my seasonal depression is really getting me. You got so much time to take advantage of this summertime. I don't have access to a beach. Okay, I'll drive you to a beach. Okay. That would be great. Okay, anytime, dude. Okay. Let's do it. I have to find a weekend when I can do it. Any weekend. Anyway, listener. So that's what's new with us. Yeah, we're just here trying to make it. We're just trying to get it together. Through our lives. But in all honesty, that show was a highlight of my life. 
I had such a great time this really past fun. week. And um, there will be more, so stay tuned for those. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who consistently shows up for them. Yes. Shout thank out you Brian. So much. And yes, shout out Brian. Brian, thank you. He did it. You goddamn did it. You gosh, goddamn did, did it again. Um, shout out to Sarah and Dan. Oh my god. Shout out to my roommate, Kathy. The show is sold out, everyone, and yeah, I'm bragging. <laughs> I don't care. Oof. Um, I don't remember as I never do. Last time I went first, so it's your turn. Okay. That I like it. Similar to my rock climbing thing today. <laughs> takes the pressure off a little because it's if it's bad, then there's something afterwards. So it's not going to be forget. bad. You always have this fear, dude. It's been It's bad. never going to be bad. Um, oh, also, I'll gotcha on the horn. I would like to congratulate some of my favorite listeners in the world, Kiri and Alex, for getting oh engaged. Oh, my God. I don't think I told you this, but Alex was wearing his That's the Spirit shirt Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me, Alex? Is it the one that Ryan did of, yes, of a rectangle, rectangle ghost? ghost? Hey, guys, guess what? <laughs> rectangle ghost shirt, guaranteed, you'll get you'll a fiance. Get Alex, I cannot believe. Like, I know. Thank you for the dedication, so for this amazing joy. memory of, of in your life. <laughs> Kiri, like, I just want you to always associate a rectangle ghost with how much love you feel. Mm-hmm. And now you have no choice. So. Yeah. Now you, you truly yeah. do have, <laughs> you have no choice in the matter. Okay. But congrats so. to listeners of congrats. ours. Oh. So excited to go to England. Dude. Um, okay. Here I go. <clears throat> in 1979, flight 901 left Auckland International Airport due for Antarctica. Okay. The captain and co-pilot had never flown that exact route before, but were both experienced pilots. Pilots, but because of a typing error in the coordinates, the route was corrupted and sent the aircraft 27 miles west of their original destination. Oh no. Yeah. What's 20 how many? Well, miles? it's not great. Is it not Antarctica? No, it is, but it's bad. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> it caused a really bad error during the plane's descent. And the black box recording from the plane indicates that the crew didn't realize exactly where they were flying over, and so didn't realize they were headed directly towards Mount Erebus, a snow-covered volcano. (gasps) It was right in front of them. No. Yeah. Flight 901 collided with the mountain at 1,500 feet and exploded, and all 257 passengers were killed instantly. Oh, my God. Their remains... Oh, a faded black stain <gasps> in the snow permanently where the collision happened. The location in question, Ross Island, is one of the many icy islands that surrounds Antarctica. And McMurdo Station is the U.S. base on Ross Island. The recovered bodies from the crash <sighs> were stored in McMurdo Station before being returned to New Zealand. So the base and all of Ross Island is considered by many to be thick with ghosts. Yeah. Visitors to the island have described ghostly encounters of all sorts, including disembodied footsteps and whispered voices in the darkness. Whoa. People who have entered the base have described an intense feeling of wrongness being there. Wrongness? Mm-hmm. Wow. Which is like... I could say maybe one in four times when I enter a room, I'm like, mm, there's a distinct sense of wrongness here. Feels wrong. <laughs> and it's always like, 
you at first I'd be like, that's weird. But then if some if a single other person is like, I feel a sense yeah, of wrongness, I'd be like, wrong. we need to leave immediately. Yeah, I'd be like, I also picked up on that and yeah. we're psychic sisters and we have to go. Um, so an American named Allie Barden was sent to work in a store stores building at McMurdo Station. Not sure what a stores building is, but whatever. Mm-mm. She says, as soon as I entered, something was weird. Okay. I took a couple steps in, and the hair on the top of my head stood on end. Ooh. Footsteps upstairs. Undeniably footsteps. A slow cadence of footsteps. I froze. It went from the back of the building to the front. It's always when we're alone and you can't turn to another person and say, did you hear that? Myself and two coworkers have probably experienced the same thing, hearing footsteps walking around upstairs. They don't last very long. The first time I went in there, I tooled around, marked some things that needed to go elsewhere, and looked at things I wanted to open. Tooled around? Just tooling around. Okay. Then I got a call on the radio to do a quick thing at another place. I went, did That's that. That's my new excuse for and everything. Came back. I, did a <laughs> I had to quick get a call thing to another do another place. thing at another place. Um, the door, uh, the door had been padlocked, so I knew no one had gotten inside. Like while she was gone. Uh-huh. As soon as I went inside, I knew something was different. But I didn't think ghost until I started to hear the footsteps. Oh Ooh. shit! Yeah, another location in Antarctica, Scott's Hut at Cape Evans, is also said to be haunted. During the winter of 1911, 25 men of Robert Falcon Scott's Terra Nova shore party lived in the hut. So it's a real hut. It's like a shack hut. Okay. And Antarctica is fucking covered in these huts because there are constantly yeah. expeditions, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, in the early 1900s, I think they were sending out quite a few of them. Sure. Um, so it's a real hut hut. Like, nothing fancy. So, like a shed, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Scott's party set out on a journey to the South Pole, one that ultimately ended in tragedy because frostbite, gangrene, Oof. and starvation oh. killed all of the explorers. God damn it. Some even died on their way back only kilometers away from oh, the huts. Oh, my God. Yeah, and there are little markers along the way to mark where they died. Ugh. Um, and you can visit it now, the hut. One visitor noted that just stepping inside made him feel uneasy. God damn it. <laughs> but, uh, no, it is reported by many people that the ghosts of the explorers linger not only in the hut, but in the area around it. Okay. Um, like, yeah, because around it is when, I mean, if I was a ghost and I died, or, okay, wait, if I was a person who died, and then I found out that I was, like, a kilometer away from not dying. I'm so fucking furious. I would... Oh man, man! Like, I would haunt that one kilometer Shit that I would with everything that, that I could. Well, surely you've heard of Sir Edmund Hillary, the <laughs> New Zealand mountaineer and explorer who was the first person to reach the summit of Mount Everest in 1953. I mean, I could have guessed, but no, I don't know who yeah. that is. Well, in 1958, Hillary went to Antarctica to follow in the footsteps of another great explorer, Hillary Clinton. Sir Ernest Shackleton, and then he ran for office yeah. in. <laughs> 2016. Um, so Shackleton and his team had a hut set up in the barren ice fields, and it was still stocked with food preserved by the cold when Hillary arrived in May 1958. I can't stop just picturing her, though. Hillary being When like, you say oh. Hillary. <laughs> Bill. Um, so he actually believed that he saw Ernest Shackleton's ghost in the hut that he Whoa. was visiting. Whoa. Did he live, though? Who? Shackleton? Yeah. No. Okay. 
So, uh, Edmund Hillary... Sorry, of course he didn't live. Sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) Edmund Hillary said, I first remember when I went into Shackleton's hut, and I'm not a person who really sees things very much, but I went inside the door. When I opened the door, it's a rather sort of bare hut inside, but I distinctly saw Shackleton walking towards me and welcoming me, and then it all sort of flashed away and he was gone. What? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. That would be, I mean, if you're an explorer, to have another famous explorer be like, hey man, come on in. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Also, I really like the idea of opening up a door to something, Mm -hmm. and the inside looks one way, and someone's like, come in, come in, welcome. Mm -hmm. And then it just flashes to like a barren fucking shed hut, and you're in the now time again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fun. it's, it's, It's kind of sad to picture, because it's like... Oh, well, it used to be welcoming and nice and safe, and now it's just like a tomb. Mm -hmm. Um, We got another hut. It's the Wordy Hut. Named after James Wordy, chief scientist on Ernest Shackleton's 1914 to 1917 endurance expedition. God. So, uh... That's like two things I don't ever want to do. What? Endure an expedition... (laughs) And be a scientist. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the Wordy Hut was built in 1947, and it's no longer in use, but is considered a historic site and monument. Paranormal researchers from Destination Truth, I have no idea what it is. What? But I would like to watch it. Okay. Um, They spent a night exploring the hut, which was still set up with furniture and canned food. Oh, no, I hate that. still inhabited it. Oh, you know I hate that. I think that's pretty common for these huts because... Like, the people would plan on coming back and needing to yeah. eat. So they would be like, well, we've got to leave camp food for all of us. Yeah, and it's like, you die and you're like, you mean to tell me I was one kilometer from, like, a from can a of can, sardines? A can of peaches? Probably not peaches. Um, Probably sardines. So, members of the, the team from Destination Truth. I'm researching what it is right this very minute. It's a weekly American paranormal reality television series that premiered in 2007 on Sci-Fi. Nice. Josh Gates is the man. Oh, he sounds cool. I don't know. (laughs) So members of Josh's team heard the frantic flipping of a light switch and the slamming of doors while staying in the hut, and items like jar lids fell off shelves on their own. But but without the jars? I don't know. Do you need to tell me that a ghost ghost screwed a jar off? unscrewed a jar lid. Thrown it on the ground. Sneaking some olives out of that jar. They tossed the lid asunder. If I was a... Okay, listen. If you're a ghost and you have, like... 10 minutes each and every night. Late night craving. To like eat a snack and you can taste it. Yeah, go to fucking town. What would you pick though? Ooh. If you were a ghost I mean, and I you could only eat one it. snack every night. I would try and vary it up every night. But if I was mm. starting tonight. Yeah. Candy salad. You only have 10 minutes to assemble and eat that, dude. I don't need 10 minutes to You're right. It's going to be like five-minute assembly, one-minute eating. If the ingredients are there, I'm ripping bags of candy open. I'm dipping my little ghost fingers into the different bags, and I'm munching them. Mm-hmm. I'd probably pick just straight-up peanut butter out of the jar. Oh, can you imagine seeing a disembodied, like, hand-scooping a scoop of peanut butter, and mm-hmm. then just, like, 
mm-hmm. <laughs> globbing yeah. it in. I, I can because this is exactly what I wanted face. to do. Oof. Also, every night if I got those 10 minutes to snack on, like, the people I'm haunting's food, mm-hmm. if they had some, like, quality leftovers, that would be it always. Ooh, turkey leg. Yeah, turkey leg. Yeah, like a, can you imagine a disembodied turkey leg just, <laughs> just like, um, in um, the um, air? Um, just turning like a corn yeah. cob. <laughs> <laughs> corn would be fun, too. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it wouldn't be on my list, but I'm sure it would be fun. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got Deception Island. What? Not a reality show yet. Wow. But another island in the Arctic, Antarctic, used to house uh, an old whaler's station. Wow. And that island is said to be a hotspot for orbs and apparitions. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I love an orb. And uh, a team of paranormal researchers there once caught a thermal signature in a window and heard what sounded like an SOS code being tapped inside of a shack. Do you know what SOS, how to tap it? No. I don't either. Well, I was going to. Because is this SOS? <laughs> There's no way. No way. <laughs> what, if, what if it is? Um, okay. So, in addition to the many ghost ships floating aimlessly around Antarctica, at least one of which the entire crew was found frozen to death on. Um, oh, my and it God. Just still floats around. There's also a range of mountains there called the Ghost Mountains. Oh. And there's a glacier that produces a waterfall that looks like blood, which is called Blood Falls. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It it does... Okay. How does it look like blood? I'll show you. It really does look like blood. Maybe the mud? It's because of iron oxide. Okay. Blood Falls. Wow. You're going to love it. You're going to wow. love it. Get ready. Something I said last week was a waterfall with blood in it, and I don't remember. It really does oh, look like blood. my fucking God. Yeah. This is so much bloodier than I thought it was going to look. It looks like the glacier has its period. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry oh, I wow. said it, but I did, and it does look She's like not blood. wrong. This is so... This is... If you're near what? your computer right now, Google blood falls. It's... It, it's crazy yeah. how much blood this looks it's like. really gross. I was imagining, like, maybe a trick of the light. No! no. It's blood, red, red yeah. blood against stark white snow. Yeah, it's really creepy. And a giant waterfall. Yeah. If I saw this in real life, I would shriek. I'd fucking, like, drown myself in the ocean. I feel like... I'd walk onto the ice and let like it take me. The expedition me. has already failed. We've been dead for 15 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> if I saw this in real life, I, I swear to you... I would walk onto the ice until it broke. It's a lot. Anyway, so those are just some ghosts of Antarctica. Wow. Um, you know, just dreaming of a cold, cold day. And, wow. Um, yeah. Got uh, got interested in Antarctic ghosts. I do love Antarctica, and I would like to visit very, very, very yeah. much. Yeah. I believe there are penguins there. Penguins. Um, wherever, whichever one has it. It doesn't have the other. So either the Arctic has polar bears and the Antarctica has penguins, I, which I, I think, think that's right. I think it is that way, yeah. Um, but the, guess what? Polar bears and penguins don't live together, guys. Good, because the bears would eat them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that seals don't eat yeah. penguins. They do. do. They? Yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They for sure do. And then, I and then a, a polar bear eats a seal. Ooh, I love a seal. I would love. I would do and I think a polar bear has of a seal no a natural. Does a polar bear have like a global warming? Humans, yeah. 
Um, I'm looking up really quickly if polar bears have a natural predator. Uh, sure. Maybe, maybe a whale. But, yeah, I told you I saw seals when I was on vacation. I know, I love it's seals. magical. Um, no. Other polar bears. Ooh, other stronger mm-hmm. polar bears. Yeah. Or just, like, um, like a cub versus an adult. Aww. Which, you, like, that's wrong. You, that shouldn't happen. That is wrong. That's wrong. I'm going to start, I'm gonna start <laughs> a lobby that's, like, save the polar bears, but only from the little From ones. themselves. Yeah. Stop mean adult Kill polar the older bears. polar bears. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, the saddest thing in the world by creating another. is a polar bear at the zoo. I think sadder than that is a polar bear, like, starving to death on, like, a melted iceberg. That's sad as well. I guess a starving to death polar bear is what I'm trying to say is the saddest ever. You ever see photos from, like, that bogus, like, Thai, maybe, zoo? Um, no. Where they had, like, really... No, maybe it was... I think it might have been China. They had, like, first of all, fake animals. Here we go. They had, like, um, dogs that they were pretending were lions. Oh, my God. But then they had actual animals that were (gasps) starving to death, and it was really sad. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, don't look at it. Don't look look up um, Chinese fake animal zoo. Yeah, don't look at it. You don't want to see it. That dog can't pass as a lion. I know. That is the one funny part of it. Anyway, do you have a ghost for me? I I do and I don't. I do and I don't. Okay, okay. I'm doing a creature. (gasps) I'm doing like, I know that I need to stop doing this. And actually, guys, last time I promised, I promised, I promised that I would do a treasure I couldn't find a good enough treasure. It's okay, dude. It just kept being like, do you know about Tutankhamun? Do you know about, like, the Hope Diamond? This is the internet <laughs> talking to me this way. Hey, bitch, you know about Tutankhamun? <laughs> do you know about a mummy? <laughs> Click on this pop up. And it's just not what I was looking for. I was looking for, like, a, a Goonies type legendary lost like treasure. Like the man that we talked about last time. Yes. With hidden, hidden treasure. Yes, so I need to do a deeper dive. And it's coming. It's definitely going to come. Don't worry. I'm ready um, whenever you are. But then I got, I was thinking about something, and it brought me back to something that I love so well, which is, which is mythical creatures and legends. Yes. So I am doing a subgenre of mythical creatures. Okay. Specifically... Humanoids. Oh, <laughs> I love this. Okay, which you I think have like a love hate with. Yeah. I love it because it's like one of the only things that actually like scares me anymore. Yeah, like the um, melon heads. Yes, yeah, which we we've, we've talked about a lot, and they are from our hometown and could walk to our houses. Um, before I get into that, I do want to like just very, very quickly touch on a legendary creature that I only just found out about. Tell me, but I've been seeing pictures of my whole life. Hoop snake. Oh, a snake <laughs> that goes into a hoop shape and it, and it rolls away. Yeah, <laughs> it, it rolls after you like a, a predator. It, it tricks you and rolls yeah. after you. I love it. Yeah, it appears in the Pecos Bill stories. I, I guess it's like a U.S. Canada and Australia thing. What, and then it just like unhoops and it bites. So you? according to folklore, uh, the distinguishing feature is yes, it's shaped like a hoop. It clasps its tail in its jaw and rolls after its play- prey like a wheel. 
I love it. Like, uh, you know. Like a child playing stick and hoop. Yes. Also, I guess some of the origins. Oranges? Oranges? Origins. Origins. Are from, um, I think this is pronounced Oroboso of Greek mythology. Oroboros? Oroboros. I don't know this. That is a, it's a thing that can actually happen in nature. It's a snake that eats itself. Okay. That's basically what this is. Yeah. It's That's amazing. I didn't know about this. It's incredibly disturbing to see. I don't want to see don't it. Don't look it up. It's like up it's there with a rat king for up. me, but a lot worse, it sounds like. Yeah, it's like a snake that gets confused and it eats um, its own tail and dies. I think that that might be named after this Greek myth thing because. Probably. Ouroboros in Greek mythology or. Oh, man. Tis, oh, shit. Tsuchink. No go. <laughs> that really sounded didn't. right. <laughs> I don't know. That sounded. It's one of those really hard good. ones that starts with a TS. Um, described here as a legendary fat snake that can roll like a wheel and double jump. <laughs> what is it? Double jump like when you're on a trampoline? Legendary fat snake is my nickname. <laughs> That's when, that Ooh. one's Japanese. Um, in another version of the myth, the snake straightens out at the last second. Skewering its victim with its venomous tail. So what? it's like. It makes a spear of itself? Yeah, so it's like hiding the spear, it's hiding like the spear in its mouth, <laughs> hiding the spear in its mouth, and they getcha. Wow. Um, the only escape is to hide behind a tree, Become which, a yourself. <laughs> which like takes the deadly blow instead of you. Aww. Unless it's a blood tree and then you're really a goner. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I just think a hoop snake is so funny. I love him. Yeah, um, naturalist Raymond Dittmars placed $10,000 in trust at a New York bank for the first person to provide evidence of a hoop snake. Well, uh, uh, like I Guess said, the does happen in real life. That 10000 is still there. So if you guys can prove a hoop, a hoop snake exists... I, I think that no matter how round a snake can become when it's eating its own tail, I don't think that you could stand it up and roll it like a no. I think that the snake would have to decide to do that itself. But I think even if even if the snake were complying with you, right, and it stayed calm and in position while it was eating its tail in complete roundness, I don't think that you could roll its body like a bike tire. In a, a hoop snake, the it doesn't... You're not in charge of it, though. I know, I know. But I think oh, like, yeah. physically, I don't think a snake's body can roll like that. I First of all, I think it would get punctured like immediately on something. Probably right. But you know what? I don't know. I think if what, where there's a will, there's a way. And if you get a snake who's willing to just hold their body as rigid as possible, because I've seen people rolled. Okay, we don't have to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> a contortionist can roll themselves. I consider myself a hoop woman. A hoop woman. Hoop. I put my human. foot in my mouth constantly. <laughs> And uh, then I roll with it. <laughs> See what I did? That, that was the worst joke I've ever made in my life. That was pretty good, dude. I really did it. <laughs> oh, wow. It's shocking. Cheesy joke. Master over I'm here. I'm shocked and embarrassed by my own <laughs> wit. Okay. Obviously not a humanoid. Okay. But we're going to cover some humanoids. Now, I left some off the list, but as you guys have probably assumed by now, a humanoid is anything that just has human qualities or, like, looks like us, which makes it somehow even worse. Yeah. Right? So, 
There's a there's that goblin baby that we went over the uh, when I did the breast ghost mm-hmm. and the butthole ghost. Yep. I forget the name of it, but it started with a T. And um, that was really scary because it just looks like a human baby, yeah, pretty much, but has like a lot wrong with it. Um, this is also to me why like aliens are so frightening because they're the way that we picture them like the greys and in I guess like I mean I can't even get into how many different kinds of aliens there are, but a lot of the time they're depicted even in Hollywood as like people looking, but right. not like why would they? Uh, my question is always like why would an alien have the same basic DNA outline as a human. Right. Like, why would it have two eyes, and why would it have a symmetrical face? Yes, it doesn't make any sense at all. But, um, actually, I did look up. I almost did this, but then I didn't. Do you know about Atacama skeleton? No. Okay, commonly called Ata. Um, it is a name given to a six inch, 15 centimeter long skeleton remains of a human fetus Ooh. found in 2003 in a deserted Chilean town Whoa. in the Atacama Desert. This is what the head looks like. Oh. Oh, wow. I will say it does look alien like, but couldn't that just be hydrocephalus? It's a it's a it's a lot macro, of um, it's actually a lot of genetic mutations oh, okay. in one after they did the DNA. But as you can see, this is exactly what an alien yeah. is depicted as. Yeah, and it's just what could happen when our genes are mutated. Right. So I think that that's probably where we get a lot of these ideas. Do I need to remind you of Born Without a Face? You never need to. TLC guys. Oh God, if no. you haven't looked at it yet, don't. But yeah, can't if you stop need you. any convincing that, like, the human body is capable of being born in a billion fucked up ways, Ugh. look no further than TLC. Oh, my God. Harlequin. Don't It's getting better. It's getting move. better for them. And if anybody has an organization where I can give all my money to so we can solve this once and for all, let me know. Because <laughs> there's definitely a Harlequin's charity out there. Yeah, there's so. got to be. So... On to, oh my god, like, sorry everybody, it's really hard for me to just say, like, on to humanoids now, when we just listed, like, <laughs> just horrible things that can happen to you in, u- in utero. Obviously, a humanoid is not a person, it is a fake being that might exist, though. Um, humanoids. Here's one, bugbear. Ooh. A legendary creature, or type of hobgoblin. <gasps> I love that word. So let me, do you want me to get into what a hobgoblin is? Yeah, please. Okay, so a hobgoblin is a spirit of the hearth, typically appearing in folklore, meaning that it lives in your home, pretty much. Um, It was once considered helpful, but since the spread of Christianity, which we've already discussed, ruined a lot, it's been considered wicked. You'll probably, a good, like, example of a hobgoblin would be, like, Puck in okay. Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Any kind of, like, happy-go-lucky. Um, Like, who else is I was just thinking of? I don't know. Same Not Peter thing. Pan, but so, something like that. Etymology, it comes from hob, elf, and goblin, mischievous and ugly goblin fairy. Meaning goblin. <laughs> goblin meaning goblin. <laughs> goblin from the old goblin. <laughs> goblin. Uh... Yes. So, Robin Goodfellow. That's what I was thinking of. I don't not know Peter who that Pan. Is. It's just like uh, 
Hob, okay, it says here, Hob is generally <laughs> explained as a diminutive for Robert, and here short for Robin Goodfellow. Um, the earliest instance of this word can be traced back to 1530. So I'm thinking this was like, it's like a real mashup of two different things. A portmanteau. Yes, indeed. Probably, I don't think like this was a Shakespeare invented word, but it's that kind of shit. Okay. Hobgoblins seem to be small, hairy little men who, like their close relatives, brownies, which we'll also get into, are often found within your home. So human dwellings, doing odd jobs around the house, like the elves and the shoemaker. Nice. Um, while the family is asleep. So exactly like the Cute. elves and the, shoe- okay. and the sh- shoemaker. Such chores can be dusting, ironing. Often the only compensation that they need is food, which, same. Yeah. Um, brownies, unlike hobgoblins, are more peaceful creatures. Hobgoblins are practical jokers, and they're going to get you. Oh, no, little rascals. And uh, I don't know why this is a second thing to be listed. They can, guess what? Fuck, shapeshift. They can shapeshift. <laughs> That should be above above the line there, yeah. Yes. Um, let me see if Robin Goodfellow is, like, a, another name for Puck. I can't actually get into this, but, like, Robin Goodfellow and Puck yeah. is a whole idea and not just a Midsummer Night's Dream character. Okay. I think that it was, like, one way, like, another way of saying a hobgoblin or, like, calling somebody that. Um, okay. Or how... You would say, like, oh, an, an elf did that. Or you'd say, like, Robin Goodfellow, like, hid your shoes or mm-hmm, something like that, mm-hmm. you know? I think that that's true. Okay. Um, he is the most mischievous and most infamous of all hobgoblins. But um, many are, like, way less of an asshole, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be frightening. They can be dangerous. Attempts to give them clothing will often banish them forever. Oh no, like Dobby. Dobby uh, is another term for hobgoblin. <gasps> oh my god! In Yorkshire. Yes. That makes so much sense. He is a relentless prankster. Aww. Yes, much like a boggart. <gasps> That's another Harry Potter thing! Yes, uh, well, well, I think I mean like, yeah. I mean, it's a British thing. It's just another malevolent household spirit, basically. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get too much into them. But a Dobby's pranks may become so troublesome that the family decides to move. Mm-hmm. It, um, it doesn't go with them? No. It lives at the house? It lives, it lives at the house. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, so, a couple really good ones. Billy Blind, a clever hobgoblin or brownie found in several... Um, Ballets collected by this one guy. He's like he's like a character in a lot of different ballads, I guess. Blue Birches is a name of a shape-shifting hobgoblin who played harmless pranks in the home of a shoemaker and his family in Blackdown Hills in Somerset. His usual form was that of an old man wearing baggy blue breeches. But he also took the form of a white horse, a black pig, and a wisp of blue smoke. (laughs) Those are some pretty... Cloud ghosts. uh, Doesn't seem to be a common thread between those things, but I respect those choices. True. 
Uh, the saddest thing about Blue Birches was that the family liked him, but as soon as the local clergyman found out about the hymn, they, he, he was banished. Aww. Robin Roundcap, that's you. That's me. Not to be confused with Robin Redcap, which oh. I will talk about. Is that also me? Yep. Haunted Spaldington Hall in Spaldington, East Yorkshire, and was a heart spirit of true hobgoblin type. He helped thresh the corn and performed other domestic chores. But when he was in the mood for mischief, he would mix the wheat and the chaff again. <gasps> Don't you dare! You, do you know you how long scam. it took them to separate the wheat from the chaff? Unbelievable. Guess what else he would do? What? Kick over the milk pail. Come on! Yep. A cow worked to make that. Guess what else he would do? What? Put the fire out. Come on, man. I know. He is said to have been confined in a well for a stipulated number of years through the prayers of three clergymen. Is that why he's such a dick? No, this is in punishment. Oh, that was his punishment. This well is known as Robin Roundcap's well. Okay. Yeah. So that's a hobgoblin. But back to bug... uh, I'm sorry. Yes, bugbear. He is a hobgoblin. Okay. Also kind of falls under the category of a boogeyman. Nice. Um, I like that. Yes. He basically frightens disobedient children. Yes. Also, look at this, like, really gross sculpture of him. Is that a child? Hugging him? Yeah. Ooh. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Why are either of them naked? <sighs> I don't know. Listener, you don't want to know no. this statue. No, it's fine. You don't need to look it up. Bugbear, name derived the Middle English word bug or bug, a frightening thing. Or perhaps the old Welsh word bug, which is B-W-G, evil spirit I or goblin. <laughs> yeah. So also uh, most most probably also English boogeyman and American English Bugaboo, which I don't think that is synonymous with Boogeyman. Um, Basically, he's a creepy human-like bear hybrid that lurks in the woods to scare children. There's an Italian play from 1565 called The Bugbear, where it's described like this. And of course, as soon as it was translated to English, they were like, we've got to scare the children (laughs) with this horrible creature. So, yeah. That exists. Wow. A man bear. A man bear. Bannock. Mm-hmm. The next humanoid is a bathhouse spirit in Slavic mythology. Ooh. You are going to like and dislike this one, I think. Okay. Slavic bathhouses resemble saunas. They have, like, an inner steaming room and an outer changing room. Okay. In, like, what they used to be was, like, places where women would give birth. Oh, wow. And practice divinations. Oh, hell yeah. So bathhouses, obviously, are endowed with some pretty crazy vital forces, I'd say. Strong energy. Um, So they would obviously need to light fires to keep the water warm. And it was divided up into sections. And the third firing, or fourth, depending on tradition was reserved for the Bannock, which was this spirit that lives in the bathhouse. And given his inclination to invite demons and force spirits to share his bath, in that area alone, there were no Christian images at all, 
lest they offend the spirit, which yeah. is awesome to me to be like, yeah, 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 like Christian images, Christian He's images. But since we all know that just a spirit does exist still. Be, it, this is technically his part of the yeah. spa. It's like at once acknowledging Christianity and paganism in yeah. like the same house like that, that we all take a bath and have kids in. So, if disturbed by an intruder while washing, the bannock might pour boiling water over him or even strangle him, oh no. which is what I would do if somebody I mean, walked yeah. in on me taking Let a me bath. Have my special time. Yes. You want to know something else crazy about yeah. the bannock? It can predict the future. Come on. Bury yep. the weed with all of these. <laughs> One consulted him. Wait. Uh, okay. You can consult him by standing with your back exposed in the open door of the like room that he's in. Okay. Don't walk in on him. The bannock will gently... Okay, this is where you don't... This is where I'm out. Okay. He gently strokes your back. Okay, if all bodes well. So, he doesn't talk to you. If everything's fine, he'll gently stroke your back. No, no, no. Everything's not fine then. Guess what? If trouble lay ahead, he's going to fucking claw your back. (gasps) Don't even take that chance! I know. Either way, I'm upset. I don't want him to touch me. I don't like it either. Wow. Also, look at this depiction of him. Oh, fuck that. (laughs) That is so... Whatever the opposite of someone I want to touch my back is that. It's really gross. But I do... It does remind me of, like, the old uh, Now Replaced by the Frozen ride, Trolls ride at Disney World. (laughs) Well, listen, I've been there one time and I liked the trolls, okay? That's the only thing I liked about Disney World. I like uh, Brer Bear. Oh, I do like Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. Yeah, that's that's also a pretty good one. Mm -hmm. Ready for the next? Yeah. Monopod. What? Monopod. Okay. What is is it? It's a mythical dwarf like creature with a single foot. Extended from a leg, centered in the middle of the body. Like a clam. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is, Does it have a leg? Yeah, yeah. There's a leg, okay, but it's okay. it's from the trunk. Ugh. Here, let me show you. There it is. <gasps> oh. And you thought it couldn't possibly happen again. There it is. Disgusting. Listener, it's like a mermaid, but instead of a tail, there's just a fucking foot at the end. There's so much artwork of this that I can't believe it's a thing. I can't believe people were like, a man with one foot. It's strongly a thing. Yes. Monopods appear in um, Aristophanes' play, The Birds, first performed in 4 or 14 BC, so like very long ago. They are described by, I never know if it's Pliny the Elder or Pliny the, the Elder, in his natural history where he reports traveler stories from encounters of sightings of monopods. Um, he describes them like this. He speaks also of another race of men who are known as monopods, who have only one leg but are able to leap with surprising agility. The same people are also called skiopods. That means ghost foot. <gasps> or, I'm sorry, shadow foot. Because they are in the habit of lying on their backs during the time of the extreme heat, same, and protect themselves 
from the sun by the shade of their feet. Oh my god. Having like a foot so big it can be an umbrella. Disgusting. Yeah. I don't like it. I mean, do they, can they walk on it? Do they walk on it? Yes, they can leap on it. They can leap on it a lot. Yeah, they, they can leap on it. Do they wear a shoe on it? No, okay. no. Never depicted with a okay. shoe. I think that the foot is so large and strong, need not for a shoe. Ugh. Also, 414 BC, I mean, not a lot of not shoes anyway. Not a lot of anyway. shoes to choose from. Just a sandal, if anything. The next one, Pombero, is a mythical humanoid creature of a small stature being from Guay- Guarani mythology. The legend, along with other mythological figures from that place, is an important part of the culture, spanning from northeast Argentina and even more more northerly in Paraguay and South Brazil. It is said that the Pombero captures particularly ungrateful girls. No. And forces them to kiss him. Ugh. Ew. Kill this one. Also, he forces them to do other stuff with him. No. Yeah, I want him to be dead. I fucking hate Ew. this humanoid. Um, Why? so he's the man of the night. Uh, it that's what the it translates to, Ugh. and he is said to be primarily nocturnal because he's a fucking shameful coward. And in some parts of Argentina, he's known by the Spanish translation of his name, Señor de la Noche, <laughs> which is Sounds like a lot lamer than Pombero. Yeah. Um. His appearance, he's described as being short and ugly, which... Yeah, sounds, sounds like a short and ugly Also, guy. he is inside. Hairy hands and feet. His hairy feet are said to give him the ability to generally dwell in rural areas. I guess Ugh. he doesn't... Again, he doesn't need doesn't any need fucking shoe. shoes. Don't trust a shoeless person. Never. Uh, he lives in the forest, and he sometimes just lives in an abandoned house. As a forest dweller... He's said to be able to imitate the sounds of different forest creatures, probably to lure you. More specifically, it's believed that he can imitate birdsong, especially those of a nocturnal variety. So maybe a nightingale? Shit. Is a nightingale from the night? Probably. Mm. But I know an owl I hope so. An owl. An owl can be night and day. Oh, interesting. Well... But they I think that mostly like they are kind of like a like a rapist vagabond. Yeah, he's a true monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, many wit- witnesses of the Pombero say that before he appears, he whistles. Yeah, which same of a lot of disgusting men Ugh. in the night. Yeah, just cat calling it um, into the void. Most are so frightened of his wrath that they will never whistle again. Which, don't let that happen to you. Yeah, don't let him steal your whistle. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, it says that he's viewed as a harmless troublemaker, but guess what? Not to me. I um, hate him more than any of these guys. I hate him a lot. A lot. He also does, like, things like set loose cattle free, steal eggs, chicken and honey. I don't even think that—I think this article needed to just leave it at he rapes people, and yeah. then that's the worst thing yeah. he could do. But so, um, I hate that one. Mm-hmm. And that's a horrible humanoid. I hate him. Red cap. Type of male- malevolent, murderous goblin. Found in folklore. Mm-hmm. Duh. 
He inhabits ruined castles nice. along the Anglo-Scottish border. Sounds beautiful. Especially ones where tyrants lived. Basically, he's known for soaking his cap in the blood of his victims. Ooh, that's red cap. Red. I love yes. that. Also known as red comb and bloody cap, which, like, obviously. <laughs> he's a short, thick-set old man Same. with long, prominent teeth. Oh. Skinny fingers armed like talons, like eagles. Oh. Large, fiery red eyes. Grizzly hair streaming down his shoulders. Iron boots and pike staff in his left hand. Long of tooth? Oh, and a red cap. Forgot. (sighs) So when travelers take refuge in his lair, so a castle, Mm -hmm. he will fling huge stones at them. And if he kills any of them, he will soak his hat in their blood. I mean, it is a boss move. Giving it a crimson heel. You can't really find that easily in nature. No. On the coast, especially, no. no. Anglo-Scottish coast, no. Yeah. Um, however, he may be driven away by repeating words of scripture. <laughs> oh, you just man. yell at him? You yell Bible You gotta out? yell Bible. I would just be yelling the word Bible. Bible. Um, or holding up the cross, which is like, it's fun to have one near yeah. you at all Finger times. Cross. Just like, whatever. Yeah. He will then utter a dismal yell, no, come on, and vanish in flames. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I like him. I do. Okay, listen to this fucking thing, dude. He vanishes in flames, but he leaves something behind. I'm going to give you three guesses to what he leaves behind. Is it a tooth? Yeah. (gasps) What? It's a tooth, dude. He leaves a long tooth? A large tooth. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, flames! Then like, clink, 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 clink. I love this one. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> he's fun. Long yeah. This wow. is Robin Redcap. This is you, dude. I'm a boy. Yeah. Ugh, I, so I think I only have time for like one more. And we could either do a selkie or... I feel like a selkie baby is its own... I feel like you could talk about a selkie for a while, no? Yeah, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. A spriggan? Sure. Or a nissa. Um, okay. You get to pick a spriggan or a nissa. Do you want to see a picture of both of them and then pick? Yes, please. Okay. Spriggan? Oh my god. Or my favorite thing is like people who try to make fan art yeah <laughs> nissa tell me about the nissa okay i thought that's what you would say a spriggan is fun you can look it up everybody okay. just very 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 quickly a spriggan is i'm pretty sure a water sprite nope i don't know it's a troll it's a scandinavian troll which i do love a nissa is norwegian it's a mythological creature from nordic folklore Associated with winter solstice and the Christmas season. Oh, Generally described baby. as being no taller than 90 centimeters. No, only two apples tall. Two apples tall. <laughs> That's so funny you said that because look at this. Oh my god! It's a picture of Anissa with it. It may be Anissa. Anissa, I don't know. I don't know how to say this. So, where was I? It has a long white beard. 
wearing a conical, which I think is cone shape, mm-hmm. or knit cap in red or some other bright colors, but it's not soaked in blood. Mm-hmm. They often have an appearance somewhat similar to that of a garden gnome. Yeah. But they're different. Okay. For sure they're different. The Nyssa is one of the most familiar creatures of Scandinavian folklore and has appeared in many works of Scandinavian literature. We got, like, H.C. Anderson uh, as, I guess, as one of an English editors of a fairy tales. Mm-hmm. The word Nyssa has been inaccurately translated as goblin. Oh. So, and even as a brownie or hob. So, if it sounds not like a brownie, a hob, or a goblin... It's a Nissan. and it's just been mistranslated, mm-hmm. everyone. Okay. Just so that you know as you're doing your academic research. Ancestor spirit. The Nissa or Tomte, as they're also known, is an echo of an ancient ancestral cult. What? He was sometimes seen as the farmer, farmer who cleared the forest to build the farm and who in pre-Christian times would have been buried on the farm in a mound. Damn. He was sometimes referred to as the, oh, God, Haugabond? Uh, I don't know. From the Old Norse, Hagar, meaning... Yeah. Yep, mound. Other names are... T- I'm not going to say them. Yeah, just don't. Doesn't matter. Bur- different ways of saying burial mound. It was thought that the Nyssa was a more generalized spirit... Um, like homestead spirit, kind of like a hearth spirit. Okay. But he's a good one. And there are references to Nissa's following family and clan wherever they move. So that's the difference between hobgoblins. Interesting. Okay. So a Nissa may be... Sorry, I lost my spot. Yeah, they can live in the barn or the house, and they secretly act as a guardian for the family. So you may need a, not even that's know nice. if you have a Nissa. If treated well, they protect you and your animals from evil and misfortune, and they may also aid in chores and farm work. So a lot of these humanoids help you in a lot of ways. How do you know if you're treating them well? Well, they're very short-tempered, so they'll tell you, and they offend easily. So once they're insulted, they're usually going to play tricks and steal from you. And you interact with them directly? I think that you can and and sometimes you won't. Like, if you offend them by... Like making an incredible mess and leaving mm-hmm. it after they Got just it. cleaned up. Okay. You may not even know that you're doing something to offend the Nissa. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So just again to clarify, small elderly man, he looks like a tiny, tiny Santa, full beard, dressed in traditional farmer garb, pullover woolen tunic, belted at the waist, Such knee breeches, stockings. Um, common male dress, rural, rural Scandinavia in the 17th century. Mm-hmm. It's basically what you're getting every single time. Um, there are also folktales where he is believed to be a shapeshifter as well. Come on. So this is basically like a nicer Scandinavian hobgoblin. Yeah. Um, I like him. He makes me feel safe. I do too. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, in Denmark, they're beardless, which I like less. Yeah. <laughs> don't love that. Yeah. I don't like that as, as well. Um, they're also skilled illusionists. So like. Magicians? Real mind freaks over mm-hmm. here. Tiny mind freaks. And sometimes able to make themselves invisible. One was unlikely to get more than a brief glimpse of him, no matter what he looked like. No. Norwegian folk- folklore states that he has but four fingers. Ew. Ugh. And sometimes Ew. with pointed ears and eyes reflecting light in the dark like those of a cat. Oh, fuck. I like that. I do like that. I like that one a lot. 
So his temperament, like I said, he's he's got a quick temper, which me too, bad temper. Um, also, he has immense strength like an ant. <laughs> like he can lift like 100 <laughs> times his weight. Uh, if you, okay, if you are lazy, if you do not give people proper respect, he's going to like mess with your livestock. He will probably bix the wheat in the chaff, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. Um he rages in small pranks and those small pranks can be like life or death on a farm. So that's basically it. That's a good, that's a cute little one. Yeah, like that's him. it. There's a lot of little, like, um, I think he's in a lot of illustrations and there's a lot of, um, I don't know. Seemed, it, 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 the picture that you showed me seemed rather like, um, Christmas. Like a Santa. Um, the fun thing about it is that he's associated with, like, when we did all of, like, our big Christmas month, he's associated with a lot of those things, like the Yule Goat. Nice. For example, Santa Claus, Wild Hunt, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's there for it. He's a good guy. Yeah. Reminds me, I know it's not Irish, but it reminds me of my favorite movie, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Me too. It's my favorite movie. Ooh. Well, you're my dear, my darling one. Your eyes are sparkling like the sun. The blah 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 blah. The pretty Irish girl, the banshee. Listener, tonight your assignment is to go YouTube. Watch Darby O'Gill, little people. The whole thing is on YouTube. So, um, admittedly, this humanoid coverage only spanned like a very specific subgenre, which was like little people. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and then the monopods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I would say um, there are a lot of different other humanoids like a satyr. Oh, yeah. Like um, a centaur. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, I'd even say like, yeah, a mermaid. Yeah. 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 Why so um, there are a lot more, but I specifically focused on a little people's. Yeah. I would like for you to cover Selkies at one point because I love them. Sure, sure will. Um, yeah, that was great. I learned a lot. Thanks. Um, I tried to do it. You did do it. Well, I tried. Tried my best. <laughs> Guys, oh my God, what's your tip? Oh my God, what is my tip? Um, Oh, God. I can't stop thinking about that one foot, the, the monopod. I don't like it at all. I don't like that. I don't want my tip to be about that. Um, I guess my tip would be, like, I can't just say don't go to Antarctica. I will say, why not go to, you know, uh, the Arctic first? Check it out there. You'll see a polar bear. You know, if you survive that, then maybe say, hey, now I'll go to the Antarctic. Mm-hmm. And now I'll maybe see a penguin. A penguin. Penguin. And, um, you know, just be safe. It is a good idea to keep some canned rations waiting for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe keep a GPS on you so you know how close you are to not dying. I was going to just say, you should always just, if you can muster it, mm-hmm. one more kilometer. Just keep on trucking. One more kilometer, mm-hmm. dude. Like, you, just one more, just one more, and then yeah. safety. Yeah. That's mine. It's not too inspired, but it is what it is. Cool. What's your... 
I guess mine would be that nobody should ever put you off whistling and just do what you want to do, make a wonderful sound. And um, you see that one hobgoblin fucking kill him, that guy. kill the man of the night. I do not like that Oof. one. Hate him. I wish him to Burn be dead. His house down. Yeah, and um, his house is an abandoned house, so it'll be fine. Yeah, burn it down. But don't burn down a forest, which is also his house. No. Um, there's that. There's also wear shoes. Just wear shoes, please. Like, don't be one of these Just people that you have I hair see. On your foot. No, don't be one of these people. I I see people in Prospect Park on the running loop just barefoot running and I'm like this is not what are you doing ugh even though I hate those toe shoes if you're they're so much better than being barefoot and it's like fine fine you're on a running loop maybe it's a little bit safer on a place made for walking but you have to go back to your house you have no idea what and it's like, a recurring nightmare of mine to be walking around the city barefoot yeah and Don't it happened it. to me that one time when my sandal broke. I stepped on the sidewalk oh foot and I screamed. It's a horrible idea. Nobody Oof. should ever do it. Um, also, another practical tip. If you live in a city and you wear sandals, wash your feet before you get in bed. Oh, my God. You got to. Oh, my God. You've got to. People don't? Yeah. I'm sh- I know that people don't. Guys, run a bath. Just even if you run a foot bath, I, I'll just put my foot in the sink. I don't care. Yeah, do wash a washcloth. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Gotta Lord. wash those those tootsies off. Put them in. You can't put that inside your bed. No. You're haunting yourself right don't. then. And you're if, haunting yourself. And if you're just learning this, go change your sheets. Um. Also, sh- uh, just a little foreshadowing to October when I tell you guys the most horrifying foot thing of all. And um, I haven't forgotten that I'm beholden to that. And I'm going to tell you this horrible, horrible thing with a foot. So care for your feet. Yep. Wash them well. Yep. And, um, you know, foot washing ceremonies are legendary ancient things. Yeah, I can't get into forever. it. I'm yeah, going to start never it. stop talking. So good job, everyone. <laughs> and uh, um, tweet us at SpiritPod. You can check out our new logo. You can. Please um, do visit our website. You can check out yeah. all of our episodes there. There's a link to our merch store there. Yep, that's uh, that's thespiritpodcast.com. Yeah, we'll have some pretty cool new merch soon with yeah. our new logo on it. And maybe mm-hmm. some new designs will get gone for yeah. you guys. Um, we also, you can email us. That's the spirit podcast at gmail.com with any ghosts, ghouls, or concepts you want us to cover or mm-hmm. talk about. Also, just movie idea, like... Just, uh, say, just say hi. Yeah, anything. anything you want us to watch, stuff that you're interested in. Oh, my God. Please anything. tell me things that you were offended by or need correcting, because I would love to do something right for once. Um, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week, I guess. Yeah, and we'll, uh, you know, we love you so, so, so much. So much. And we will see you next week and also in hell. Guaranteed to see you in hell. Bye. Bye. We love you.